fam? Feels good, right? right? <laughs> yeah, I know it, dude. Yeah. And without further ado, we broadcasting live. Mateo be clowning on me on all my fucking uh, technological accessories, man. Today he saw my air, my MacBook Air, uh-huh. and he was like, "Don't you need a better computer?" <laughs> 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 and then the other day I was using my phone, and he was like, "Your phone has a home button." <laughs> I was like, "Damn, damn, does his phone not have a home button?" Hell no! Damn, he in the future. Yeah, he's fucking. He's in three thousand and eight. It's his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Mateo! He's thirteen. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I can't believe. What are you drinking? Um. So I finished the bottle of. Uh, I only had a little bit left of that cheap wine that I we used to drink in college, Menage a Trois. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, that shit's bomb. <laughs> like, I was like, damn, low key sad that that was the end of that bottle. <laughs> But, um, so then I didn't have anything like, like low cheap like that. Yeah. So this is like a Chardonnay I bought from the Russian river, uh, area of California. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. On ice. It's crisp. Yeah. Bitch. I'm getting it. <laughs> it's crisp. I know this is low key. This bottle was like at the price point where I was like, I should not be doing this. I know. Ice in it, you know, but, yeah, but you know what? I'm going to do me. Live and let die, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it's not something you could do if you're, like, with someone. Like, that's really good. Or if you're at someone's house, I you mean, know? I you can. Or you could. I mean, I would do it at your house. Yeah, but there you go. Or you could put, but like, you could put, like, some fruits. Some, like, frozen fruits. Yep, yep. That's science right there, <laughs> me. <laughs> STEM major, baby. <laughs> <laughs> i love this tweet that someone put that was like me unhooking the internet router and plugging it back in i am a woman in stem <laughs> to our parents that's like, a, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's like as close as i ever get to being a woman in stem so i know the vibes uh, the closest i well, I mean, I am a woman in STEM, but like, the- <laughs> yeah, I was like, where, where are you going with that? <laughs> no, but sometimes, like, I be using baking soda and vinegar, and that shit, like, oh. starts popping off like a little volcano, and I'm like, ooh, yeah. science, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my lab coat? <laughs> Bring me my beaker. <laughs> I'm drinking some tequila on ice, like my bitch Denise Richards. <laughs> Damn, man. Oh. What kind of tequila? Uh, Casadores. Oh, nice. Just because uh, I don't have anything else to put in it. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have oh, made a right. margarita. That happens. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I was. Then when I finished that wine, I was like, should I just make myself a drink? And then yep. I was like, I'm kind of feeling the wine vibe. Hey. You know, sexy up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Me solo. <laughs> uh, I just uh, was watching actually Real Housewives because I, I haven't seen this week's newest episode uh-huh. so i started it and um they were like showing a recap of last week's episode and i forgot that kyle had started crying at uh what's her face's house uh, um at, erica's, at house? erica's house yeah yeah and i was just like fuck man why she cry so much because kyle wants to be the center of attention and that's how she gets people to pay attention to her 
Yeah, it's very like schoolgirl, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So then, but then the beginning of this episode, I was like, "Ooh, that's my bitch, Kyle," because like they showed her at her house with her maids. Her maids got matching outfits oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She no, she's like baby now. Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. She was like speaking to them in Spanish. Yeah. She was like, "Ten cuidado." <laughs> I was and like, then she oh, said, "Ay, ay, ay," and I was yeah, like, I, that, say- "I was like, that's too far." <laughs> yeah, really bad. Don't nobody say "ay, ay, ay." What is this? A fucking cartoon? She's the fucking bumblebee from The Simpsons. <laughs> ay, caramba! <laughs> what the fuck? Or ay, dios mío. That's funny. Did you see everyone online was talking about that new Brittany Murphy little documentary on Lifetime? And I wanted to. Oh, no, no, no. It's on a on, on ID Discovery. Right, right, right. There you go. What is that called? True Crime, right? Mm-hmm. A true crime station? Yeah. No, I did. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. But guess what, guys? You don't got to watch that shit because Stephanie told you all the tea. That's tight, man. The only that's thing- real tight because I subscribe to fucking Patreon. I still get charged every month on my credit card oh, for, for NT's podcast for that shit. That's what's up. Uh, yeah. Shout but- out to Brittany Murphy. You're a fucking queen. Uh, rest in peace. R.I.P. The only thing that they brought up that I don't, I could be wrong. I don't remember you bringing up is that uh, what's her husband's name? Oh fuck, Nick I don't know. or I don't know, whatever that the guy's a scam artist though. Yeah. That guy reminds me of like what Dorit's husband is oh. like. <laughs> Watch no, out, it's true. Yeah, it's true. PK, just somebody who's like seeking fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, uh, kind of like manipulative. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. Hides things. I mean, those are all sketchy mm. personality traits to Simon look out for. Is his name? I think right. Simon Monjac. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he. I can't remember if you brought this up, but Simon and Brittany's mom slept in the same bed together after Brittany's death. Oh no, I didn't know that yeah oh why sway to c- to comfort each other oh in between in the the- <laughs> <laughs> down and out, down, down, yo down. So- <laughs> i'm feeling low <laughs> come comfort this butt cheek <laughs> and, and so simon's mom they interviewed simon's mom and you know they asked her like what you think something was going on and she was like huh. oh simon when he was alive he would only get with beautiful young women and that's all i have to say about that first of all i don't appreciate the shade against britney's mom in that regard yeah what but i think like that that's fucking weird dude everybody thinks that shit's weird that's it's just (laughs) weird and then period and then another weird thing (laughs) was in the i mean i i don't know if it's it was funny to me it's not a funny situation, but when she calls the when she calls nine one one when Simon goes into cardiac arrest or when he stops breathing, she calls nine one one and she's like, "My son in law is not breathing, like she's freaking out." And the nine one one operator is like, "You have to put him on the floor to start chest compressions." And she goes, "I can't move him; he's gigantic." <laughs> 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 yeah because it's so innocent she yeah. didn't she didn't mean to throw shade in that moment but you did <laughs> girl <Gigantic. laughs> no that's, that's fucked up i don't want that to be the last thing that someone said about me as i lay like dying. why you're so alive yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's gigantic <laughs> don't worry may i'll be there 
be like, her hair is fucking great. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you hear that, 911? Hello, 911? My friend but her hair looks fucking fantastic. My friend with the best fucking hair in all of L.A. <laughs> she can't move and I can't put her on the floor because <laughs> this bitch is gigantic. <laughs> her legs are long as fuck. <laughs> Do you remember in Vegas we were all hungover the last time? After where the, I don't know where the fuck we had gone the night before, but like we were all hung over and we were talking about Randall Park, like all of oh, us. Oh yeah, like, he's a fucking snack. Uh, yeah, he's a yeah. sneaky snack yeah. in bed. And then like at one point you were like, "It's cold," and you put your legs on me, and I was like, "Yeah," because <laughs> your legs are so long. And you like wrap me all together like a man. I was like, "What the fuck?" I, I, I don't know. I grabbed Stephanie like my legs were that claw from that game where you pick up <laughs> such stuffed animals. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stephanie was like a bootleg build a bear from Build a Bear Workshop. <laughs> All Salvadorian build a bear. <laughs> Smaller than most other build a bears. Comes with a platano that you can attach to its hand. <laughs> with Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has a little blue dress on. Uh, yeah, so that happened this week. And then also, I mean, today, Kylie Jenner. Oh, yeah. That was fucking crazy. So, Kylie Jenner. So, Forbes famously back in 2016, 19, I say. 19. Oh, 2019 mm-hmm. named Kylie the uh, a, a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Like the youngest woman's billionaire, right? Am I right? Youngest and- self-made billionaire, which I mean, there are so many. Every single thing about that is false. <laughs> right. We had thoughts. I'm sure we yeah. talked about it at yeah. that time because mm-hmm. we already had this podcast going. Auntie called bullshit I- immediately. Immediately. Yeah, for sure. So at that time, it was the fact that her very successful lip kit line had been sold half to the Cody company. Yeah. Is it Cody? Yeah. Which is like this old school um, cosmetics brand. Like I don't know if anybody, I don't know if anybody on this podcast likes stocks, but <laughs> yeah, we're we're going into another fucking dimension right here. So if you're anybody that trades stocks, then you know that Cody is like whatever. It's not like one of the bigger cosmetic companies. They're kind of like older, mm-hmm. so they bought half of the shares of kylie cosmetics and because of that sale she had allegedly become this self-made billionaire because she made kylie cosmetics on her own she was the sole fucking owner she pretty much promoted it on her own through instagram which Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. obviously a whole nother fucking thing you could world you could go into yeah instagram marketing yeah so that was like huge so today friday Mm -hmm. (laughs) may 29 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. forbes brought the receipts and they said, after further review, nope, <laughs> that bitch is not a billionaire. She's only a 900 millionaire. <laughs> Which when I got to, like at the first, when I opened the article and everything, I was like, damn. Because there yeah. was a lot of scandal, like you said, coming out of it. Yeah, because I thought, okay, it's that she falsified her and Chris Jenner falsified documents to inflate the sales and the value of kylie's company and it kind and forbes said like it didn't make sense like when they first heard of it like all of it didn't make sense because when she if anybody remembers when she first dropped lip kits she dropped like 400 of them Mm -hmm. okay well how could she be making 350 million dollar profit you know right 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 but they brought their taxes with them and everything so forbes was like okay well 
Yeah. So it turns out those documents were most likely false, which mm-hmm. is, I feel like that's so fucking embarrassing. Like if you're Chris Jenner, if you're Kylie Jenner, to put that much weight onto trying to create this title for her. Right. Because like we just said, who gives a f- 900 million to a billion yeah. is like nothing. But she just wanted that clout to yeah. be a billionaire, to be that young and be a billionaire. I think, right, too. right. You know, and I think like and it was all anyone could talk about for quite a while no, when it happened. It was everywhere. Mm-hmm. That shit was crazy. I mean, like I would think about it. I'd be like, fuck that fucking little girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think the Kardashians kind of have a lot like a chip on their shoulder about like they're not talented and they're kind of famous for the sake of being famous that kind of thing right so i think like they're always trying to kind of what's the word like overcompensate yeah overcompensate and kind of like justify like their Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know their existence (laughs) yeah but yeah that plus like the amount of effort it took right for her to get that title and to be in forbes and everything Mm -hmm. just kind of like doesn't really make sense yeah yeah so the the article reveals that chris jenner and uh, the whole pr arm of chris jenner inc kind of like cosmetics yeah put the pressure on them to put her in the magazine and then eventually to put her on the cover as the um self-made billionaire youngest self-made billionaire which is like i feel like that's embarrassing for forbes it's embarrassing for chris jenner for kylie i mean ultimately probably not for the jenners because it did what it had to do like i mean she's doing her fucking job honestly i'm always impressed by chris jenner oh yeah for sure yeah like that quote is so perfect the devil works hard but she works harder Mm -hmm. yeah i mean like she does whatever it takes like i mean it's impressive and also kind of disgusting like she (laughs) they exploit the shit out of each other and i know I always think of China like if she was just like slightly less scandalous and like problematic, mm-hmm. she would have it made. Like she would be modeling for skims. She mm. Kylie would throw her some lip kit number shade. Yeah, for sure. You know, like she would be all up in everybody's shit. She'd be in their videos and everything. Instead, like I don't know, they just like all have problems with her. Yeah, but I also think that it was easy to sort of cut her off because they like kind of cut off um uh, rob rob so it was like all right well, like we don't really like fuck with rob like that so why are we gonna fuck with this girl like that <laughs> yeah maybe yeah for sure yeah super crazy so kylie then took to twitter this mm-hmm. morning and she was like what am i waking up to this is so ridiculous i didn't ask for this title nor did i seek it out like mm-hmm. i don't have anything to defend i have a beautiful life and so many blessings and all this shit all right yeah Good for you, bitch. You missed a point, but <laughs> good for you. Also, she tweeted that at like noon. Bitch, did you just wake up? Hell yeah. <laughs> She's a 900 millionaire. She ain't got nothing to wake up for. Her baby That's cries. True. Guess what? There's somebody else's nipples on that mouth. <laughs> also, I'm always shocked by her being the most success- successful of them because I feel like it came out of nowhere. Or I don't know if it's just because of like my age where I didn't really you know like i don't follow her not that i follow any of them but like i'm like her really she's the one who made all that money because she was little and then it was like i mean she's little she's little whatever right like she's not working Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. and then as soon as she was slightly old enough she was like fucking crazy successful Mm -hmm. and it was like the article is cool how they talked about it because they were like 
Chris Jenner did what Chris Jenner did. There was shit ton of publicity around when what's her fucking name? Kylie. When she like first got her lips done and shit. Cause she was super young and yeah. it was like, wow. Like, did, uh, obvi- like there's all these pictures floating around and mm-hmm. it's like, people are asking her and she's being hush hush about it. And then it was like, literally she dropped an episode of keeping up with Kardashians where she talks about it, where mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, I, my lips were always small. And so I wanted to get fillers in, but I'm also really good at makeup. And then like a month later, the fucking lip kits dropped. Cause I feel like, they it, it was basically like they flipped a switch and they're like you're the most successful one now like from one day to the next like it's all on you because she's younger than kim i still think that like i was looking at a picture that they posted in that forbes article which mm-hmm. by the way that girl kylie and chloe mm-hmm. look like completely different human beings in that fucking picture versus now uh-huh but i still think that kim is like just like the most striking to look at like i think she's beautiful i think um courtney to me oh courtney too yeah them too they're like the two that i'm like wow like they're so breathtaking like i mean of course they're gonna be fucking famous like girls like that don't <laughs> exist <laughs> but i find courtney to be more impressively beautiful because she seems to look more natural to me yeah she's and very she, authentic she's which i appreciate a lot more in like the era of all this plastic surgery yeah. like i really appreciate like authentic looking people like right. not everybody with the same fucking nose same fucking lips like let's have some character in this shit (laughs) kim uh, i mean obviously she's beautiful but i feel like we can see the progression like the how she's uh, maintained yeah tailored that yeah yeah exactly so i'm like all right i mean with unlimited funds i could do that too bitch yeah same bitch that's true though with unlimited funds i could also be chloe shave off my neck and shit speaking of that we didn't talk about that on the pod but chloe got a whole new ass face oh chloe kardashian got a chloe kardashian they chopped her head off her other head is in one of those glass jars like in futurama yep. mm-hmm. and it's over there talking Talk- somewhere it's talking to lucy Liu. yeah <laughs> and then they put a whole ass new head on her fucking body that shit is crazy yeah it's fucking weird <laughs> that's so fucking weird but i agree with what you were telling me via text like i need to see a video yeah because she's taken plenty of photos where I'm like, oh, that doesn't look like her. And then I'll see like a different photo from a different angle or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, OK. She looks it's just same. hella photoshopped. Yeah. 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 So maybe she was just hella heavy on the Photoshop, which honestly, she might fire her fucking Photoshop guy after all the. I don't know, because I feel like she's she likes the attention. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say. Whew. Hard to say. Uh, what else happened that, this week that isn't completely fucking horrible and heartbreaking? Yeah, this is a don't think that we're not paying attention to the world, you guys. But this is sort of like our reprieve from all of that. <laughs> yeah, like I can't. I can't, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, there's no way I'll be so my work is so fucking stressful. Yeah. I can't have a podcast that's also like <laughs> depressing and stressful. Okay, I just want to talk shit with my girl May. <laughs> it's a little bit therapeutic for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You I, know what I mean? Hopefully for you guys too. Like I know. I mean, because it's hard to get away from some of that stuff sometimes, and not that we should get away from it, mm-hmm. but sometimes mentally you just need a break. Yeah. Because I mean, I've been watching all day, reading me too. all day, and it's like it, it takes a toll on you. Yeah, and I get riled up too. Like I just get me too angry me too and you feel hopeless yeah because what it's like what can we do especially in the time of corona where it's like i mean 
where where are you gonna go where, right yeah now? yeah yeah um i did really like what cardi said and like you talked about her and and i think she's really perfect like how you said to me that in talking about these types of situations and politics and mm -hmm. she's like an excellent communicator yeah she's really wonderful and she's funny and light yeah, right because she was saying like how many times have i made a fucking police violence video since mm -hmm. my teeth were fucked up or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, and i yeah. started laughing and she was yeah. like the only thing that fucking changed <laughs> is my teeth and <laughs> i know i know but it's like perfect to because you need that like Right. A lot of people need that. I mean, maybe some people don't, but I need that break. No, for sure. And I think that it's important to, I think what Cardi understands is what, or no, let me frame it like this. What a lot of people don't understand is when you get on TV or when you write your think piece, we don't need you to like speak in these platitudes, trying to be the smartest person in the fucking room, try to make it seem like, you know, you're fucking, you want to be quoted in the history books you're yeah, on, you ain't got. We ain't all gotta be on the cover of Forbes, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, you're making an appearance on Good Morning America. You're not speaking in front of the fucking UN, like right? Sometimes you need to get to the fucking point so that people understand what the issue is and don't just fucking tune you out, right? Because also a lot of like legalese and boring language, mm -hmm. it's boring. Like yeah, and people do. People like they don't want to hear that shit. Like me, mm -hmm. like. I work and I'm like, my work is super like mental. So mm -hmm. I'm always fucking thinking. The last thing I want to do is go home and start fucking thinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm tired. I want to watch Real Housewives. <laughs> and like, look at, look Tell at, who, it to me another way. Look at who the president is. I think part of the reason why he got elected was because there's a large number of people who just don't want to hear that shit. They just want, no, they, they don't. Like, he might be one of the dumbest people that has ever lived. Like, <laughs> perhaps like i don't <laughs> understand me how anybody could still defend him yeah or i mean there's nothing left for me to say to those people other than why well, i just think you're a little bit racist or a little uh -huh. bit really mm -hmm. dumb yeah like right. i mean like the, i don't know there's no reasoning there's no mm -hmm. logic to defending this man yeah like you might as well throw fucking tommy pickles up there that will do a better job and maybe get through to the people allow tommy some fucking has a, hope tommy pickles has a good heart you know what i'm talking about like any bit of compassion hope right. security yeah. in this world that is so fucking uncertain like right instead the opposite Ugh. this is why i was exactly <laughs> what i'm talking about this shit well okay let's get into my topic because you might be a little bit upset honestly all right that's okay i'm all right i'm okay talking about it i think it this is like one of the most important things that's happened ever yeah in my lifetime i think george floyd like i'll never forget this yeah. moment and him and right this could be like a like a rodney king type situation right this is like very very significant and important and people are mad and i'm like good be mad like yeah. i mean i don't want I, I don't want anybody to be mad just because like i know what that feels like and like i want peace for these people but if they're mad i fucking get it if you want it i'm mad yeah and the way i look at it if you're not on the side of the oppressed you're on the side of the oppressor so that's exactly how i feel period man. that's exactly how i feel like how are you gonna fucking do like that can we talk for a second about that mm -hmm. stupid ass bitch in a wheelchair oh. trying to defend her local <laughs> target 
Are you fucking stupid? How you fucking stupid are you? You for Target? For Target. Target don't give a shit about you, you fat fucking bitch. Oh, God. Target doesn't care about you. Target doesn't care about me. Target nope. doesn't care about its own fucking employees. Nope. They don't give a fuck. And you're going to take it upon yourself to defend your own Target? No. Bitch, getting she, fucking fire extinguisher is the least of what I, you deserved. She was looking for an excuse to stab people. She was, That's ex- she was like, fuck yeah. I got to fucking be violent. All right, let's fucking do this. And I'm going to be the hero. And I'm going to be the victim because I'm going to roll up in my fucking electric wheelchair even yeah. though I could walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't even get me started on that shit. Like, it, you're mad that people are doing that? Think about why they feel that way mm-hmm. and why they're choosing to do those things. And have a little fucking compassion, honestly. Yeah, right. Target's going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And no no employees got injured. Like, I would maybe, like, if somebody got injured, like an employee or something, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, let's tone it down, you know, or something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Everything's all right. So. Right. Let them go. <laughs> honestly (laughs) and it's like no no amount of property damage is going to compare to the taking of a life so did you see that tagging that was like it it said something exactly like that it was just like goods can be replaced black lives cannot yeah something like that yeah so honestly i don't fucking care and then lamps they got a million (laughs) more coming from china next week and and then i saw that a lot of the quote-unquote looters got a lot of the stuff that they took from target and put it back out into the community like they cool. se- they set up tents like right across the street from target and we're just like fucking robin hood i'm with yep. it yeah so, hey man i mean everybody stay it's weird safe times. out there weird times yeah just stay safe right you know if you don't agree with that don't participate in that but mm-hmm. don't don't defend target come on yeah i mean uh did I, uh, did I ever tell you guys about the time I worked there for five minutes and threw up on a customer? <laughs> they recover. If they can recover from that, they can recover from this. <laughs> on my first day, guys. On my first and last day. Threw up on a customer. One time I was wearing, like, khakis and I put on a red shirt. And my brother was like, you going for a Target interview or what? And I was like, fuck you. I had to go change. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hello. I'm Stephanie. And I am May, and this is the Drama Club. This is the pro- This is the podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast. This is a podcast about drama, scandal, celebrities, gossip, uh, entertainment, sports, plastic surgery, money, stocks. TV shows, movies, stonks. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Cody stonk. I wouldn't invest in that shit. I'm just telling you that much. <laughs> All my stocks have gone dippity down, except for fucking Peloton. Hey. I mean, I don't, I'm not talking about insider trading. Maybe, or <laughs> maybe um, airlines would be. It might be too late to to invest in airlines. No, I mean, if you have cash, Boeing is probably so low, but that's just gonna come back up. Yeah, always. Like we're never gonna stop using air travel. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, unless they, unless Elon Musk makes a fucking an underground tube. tunnel. Yeah, yeah. And fuck Elon Musk. Also, on top of that, <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm wild today. <laughs> and fuck carrots. <laughs> I like carrots. I'm just I kidding. love a carrot. I love a shaved carrot in a salad, like a raw shaved carrot. Oh yeah, for sure. But then I also like to do like a like a glazed carrot. I've got this uh, lavender vinegar that I use. That Sounds should, amazing. That shit slaps. A fucking broiled carrot is fucking amazing. Oh, for sure. Carrots and caldo, I always fuck with. Oh, I always get so many. 
Me yeah. too. Who was it? They get all like sweet, kind of. Who, who like, was soft. Yes. Somebody was talking to us about looking up whiskeyless. They were like, oh, oh, yeah. oh so chayote. She was like, bitch, is a chayote. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I told my mom you planted when she was like, she did. <laughs> I was like, you just got to put the whole last thing in the ground. And she was like, whoa. <laughs> it's true. I was looking at it today. I was like, looking good, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is going to be a medium me as opposed to a quickie. That's cool. I'm drunk already. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're going to be so mad when you hear this topic. <laughs> I'm already mad. So let's just go for let's it. Let's talk about the fatwa on Salman Rusty. Oh my <laughs> God. What? <laughs> Holy shit, Larry David. <laughs> so, this isn't that kind of podcast, but obviously, this is a topic that someone much smarter than me could probably teach a whole college course on. But we're going to talk about it for just a few minutes. We're going to Cardi B it real quick. Uh huh. For this, I actually read the novel at the root of the controversy by Salman. It's called The Satanic Verses. And let me tell you, I hated it so much. Really? Yeah. That was, I was hell impressed you read it, though. Damn, <laughs> man. You want some literary shit? It's because we're on quarantine. So I'm kind of like taking advantage. Like, what about always wanted to read? You know, like. Yeah, I never yeah. gotten around to. Yeah. Because there's some books that you always want to read, but like they're so dated, you force yourself through like the first. 100 pages <laughs> well this is like um kind of like the opposite like i i started it and then i was forcing yeah like that i was like forcing myself and i was like when is this gonna start to get good and like three quarters of the way through i was like fuck it i switched to the audiobook and just like just to get through it because it was not really great bob i was so what, over it are you gonna talk about the plot yeah um, part of the reason I think I hated it was because it's in the genre of magical realism. And immediately before reading this, I'd read one of the masterpieces of magical realism, uh, Love in the Time of Cholera. So it just like... Shout out to that movie. So, that book. <laughs> also, I mean, it's also it's a movie. It's also but... a movie, which is terrible. And I also watched it in quarantine. It's bad. You did? Yeah, it's so bad. I could not I haven't it. seen it in forever. It's with, I think Benjamin Bratt is like the main character. I was yeah. like, oh God, no. Uh, so anyway... This was really disappointing because I do have, like, I think that's one of my interests. I have an interest in controversial literature, like books that have been banned and stuff. I always want to check them out, read them. When we went to New Orleans on the plane, you brought the book that had been banned in New Oh, that's New right. Orleans. God damn it. What is that book called? Yes, that's right. I remember you fell asleep on the plane. <laughs> I didn't read that shit. That's you brought true. it, though. Nice effort. I was like, okay. Never been awake on a plane in my whole ass life. Never. <laughs> Never. I've been on a 17-hour flight slept for 17 hours. Like That's what's up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, don't pay attention to what I'm saying. I know nothing because this is widely considered one of the greatest novels ever written. So, take what I say with a grain of salt. Anyway, The Satanic Verses is a novel from 1988 written by Salman Rushdie, and it's about two dudes who are the sole survivors of the bombing of an airplane. One of the guys is seen as a literal angel on Earth, and the other a devil, and it's about their efforts to re-enter their lives and the conflicts that arise between the two of them. So, like, the story, I was like, okay, okay. Like, when I was like, okay, what is it about? I was like, okay, this sounds good. Yeah, that good. sounds really compelling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was, like, shocked to find myself immediately not liking it. It's, uh, I don't know. I, yeah. Uh, read it if you guys want but to, think, but, like. But think of the, 
that's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard to go back. Like, yeah. 1988, yeah. Me, yeah. you know? Yeah, I know. 30 fucking years ago. And also, it, it's there's a lot of language, I think, that is very specific to maybe a certain group in the UK at that time. Right. Like, Indian immigrants, and there's, like, a lot of nonsensical speech also. It's just, like, there's a lot of things that just, mm, no, not for me. Uh, okay, so... Within the story, one of the characters, the one who is an angel, is losing his mind to schizophrenia, and he has these weird dreams. In one of the dreams, the prophet Muhammad says some stuff that was allegedly revealed to him by God, but when people weren't feeling it, he takes it back, and he says that the devil tried to trick him and that it wasn't God at all. Huh. Also throughout the novel, Muhammad is referred to by the name Mahund, which is an alternate name that has been around for hundreds of years, but some Muslims find it offensive. It's like like if I call Jesus, I don't know, Jesus or like whatever. It's it's like right. n- it's not giving the name the proper uh, reverence. Right. In another dream, there's a brothel where all the girls are named after the wives of Muhammad. And there's like a bunch of sort of quote unquote blasphemous stuff like that that happens in the context of these dreams that some conservative Muslims found extremely offensive. And just a little on Salman Rushdie. He's a Muslim or at least raised a Muslim. I'm not sure if he's still a practicing Muslim. And leading up to the release of this book, he had already been sort of a lightning rod for controversy because some of his writings and his criticism of the Shah of Iran and United States foreign policy, particularly in the Middle East. So he was already a very public person and a famous intellectual. So both Salman and his publisher, Viking Penguin, figured that when this book dropped, there was going to be some extremists that would be offended. But, I mean, there's always going to be someone that's offended. You know what I mean? Right. That's collateral damage. Right, exactly. So they didn't think, like, too, too much of it. They were like, you know, the usual people who are going to be mad at stuff are going to be mad at this. Right. And not only that, but like I said, the blasphemies in the book are in the context of the dreams of a mentally ill person. So I feel like even if you have a problem with what you're reading, I don't see how it isn't dismissed as the ramblings of a crazy person. Right. Right. I think it's not logical. Yes, exactly. So if you don't like what he's saying, you could easily be like, well, that's why he made him a crazy person. But but that wasn't the response. But anyway, the book drops in September of 88 to massive critical acclaim. It's winning literature prizes left and right. And you see some rumblings of protests and letter writing campaigns in India and the UK to get Viking Penguin to withdraw the book. India moved kind of quickly to shut the shit down and they banned the import of the book in October. That kind of sparked a domino effect. And from there, it was banned in Bangladesh, Sudan, South Africa and Sri Lanka by November. So things are heating up. Then, in December, there was a protest in Manchester in the UK of over 7,000 Muslims where they burned the book. Then in February, the book was published in the US, which led to a 10,000-person protest and a book burning in Pakistan that resulted in six protesters being killed and 100 injured. So now shit really popped off, and Kenya, Egypt, Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Thailand, Tanzania, Indonesia, Singapore, and Venezuela all banned the book in the next couple of months. But things are obviously already out of control. And this is when the bombings start. Mm. In the U.S. alone, there were two bookstores in Berkeley that were bombed for carrying the book. The offices of a small New York newspaper were firebombed because they featured an editorial defending its its publication. And the U.K. had a lot 
a lot of similar incidents for years afterwards. A lot of retailers in the U.S. and U.K. stopped carrying the book as a result. Wow. So things have reached a fever pitch when on Valentine's Day, the day after another death and, a, and another 100 injuries at a protest, the Supreme Leader of Iran, the Ayatollah Khomeini, issued a fatwa, a.k.a. an order, calling for the death of Salman Rushdie and his publishers, offering a bounty of $6 million. Damn. That's so much fucking money. That's a shit ton of money. And I heard that they would give you a bonus if it if you were Iranian and you did it. Oh, oh what? <laughs> <laughs> that, That's is what's so, up. that is so much fucking money. Remember, this was 1988. And also Could you imagine someone was like, hey, if you're Salvadorian or Guatemalan, you get yeah. a bonus for this? Me and you would be like, hell yeah. <laughs> And and another thing, it was like they would give you you didn't even have to be the one to do it. Like, OK, you would get the six million if you did it, but you would also get money if you just like, let's say you're you're a good Muslim who's who obviously it's a peaceful religion, guys. Fun fact, it's a peaceful religion. Um, <laughs> if you're if you're a practicing Muslim who's like, I'm not going to kill somebody like if you point it, if you just told the Ayatollah where he was at, you would get money also. Like, I'm not going to do it, but if you want to do it, here he go. Like, you would still get money. <laughs> That's wild. So Salman immediately had to go into hiding. And P.S. remained in hiding for the next nine years. I was going to say, imagine how scared and just, like, crippling that must be. Yeah, ridiculous. How do you... There's no response. Like, what can you do but crawl into a hole and disappear? I mean, a lesser m man or person would just go in completely insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So the UK immediately, and I, I think within like two weeks or three weeks, something like that, broke diplomatic relations with Iran. So this is fucking huge. Yeah. His wife at the time, Marianne, said that obviously this was a really scary time and that they used to move every three days. They had Are you fucking kidding me? Within the first... Oh, I don't gotta be worried about that. I told I killed his ass. <laughs> Within the first three years of the fatwa being issued, she said they moved to 54 different houses. Hell no, man. Yeah. And they Whoa. had... And not only there that, is but no love deep enough for me to I'm do that saying <laughs> they had they had to hire their own 24 hour guards, of course. And then also the UK had offered them like a sort of secret, secret service type protection. So this was a very real threat, obviously. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, so they all of that, all that moving around, all that protection, and they still never, ever felt safe. So that marriage broke up. They they oh, got yeah. divorced because I mean what relationship could survive that kind of stress? Fuck no. Yeah, and also he's not even fine. Like not maybe on top of it. <laughs> and we're spending all this money on security. What I'm was the saying. point? <laughs> Fuck. So might as well have wrote a basic book and we could have just pocketed this shit. <laughs> and said he wanted to be controversial. No one called the fatwa on Dr. Seuss. That's what Green I'm talking about. <laughs> Ain't nobody got a problem with green eggs and ham. Nope, nobody. <laughs> So four days after the fatwa was issued, Salman issued an apology. He said, quote, I recognize that Muslims in many parts of the world are genuinely distressed by the publication of my novel. I profoundly regret the distress the publication has 
occasion to the sincere followers of Islam. Living as we do in a world of many faiths, this experience has served to remind us that we must all be conscious of the sensibilities of others. So that was kind of like an early iteration of a notes app apology. Like, I'm sorry if you were offended. Right, and, right. And also he was like, also he was saying, I'm sorry that I was insensitive, which is. Right, right. Okay. All right. But the day after that, the Ayatollah rejected the apology. He said, quote, even if Salman Rushdie repents and becomes the most pious man of all time, it is incumbent on every Muslim to employ everything he has got, his life and wealth to send him to hell. <gasps> holy shit man so it's like this is like people don't get like this is like if the pope yeah was like we need to kill this person right like imagine how like every catholic the eyes of earth of every catholic on earth are now on you and they're all a threat because you offended god so like none of us are gonna be at peace until you're dead yeah imagine being that person oh god I can't even be the person like I've never had like a real I was just talking about this the other day. I've never had like a real birthday party because I can't have like people. I can't be the center of attention. Like I can't have people looking at me. <laughs> like, stop like fucking looking much? at me. <laughs> yeah. So it's like imagine this. Don't look at me, dude. <laughs> stop fucking looking at me, dude. <laughs> so this is like. <laughs> I think of my cousin Angelina <laughs> yeah, so she much. Does. <laughs> Her voice and everything. That's exactly how Angelina was when we were young, too. She's like, ah. <laughs> she was always flirting with guys she's always been good at that i'm awful at that i'm a good flirt i think yeah what are you talking about yes <laughs> you're a good flirt i'm fucking awkward i'm like what's up <laughs> clear a fatwa on that ass hey <laughs> So a couple weeks later, 12 more protesters die in an anti-rusty protest in Bombay, his fucking hometown. <laughs> Meanwhile, now sales of the book are going through the roof. Yeah, I mean, of course. This is Imagine being alive and this is happening. You would have to read this book. You have to read it, which is like, yeah, of course that was going to fucking happen. If you didn't want anybody to read it, you should have just kept your fucking mouth shut. Yeah, just been like, this just sucks. <laughs> so before the fatwa, <laughs> it was a critical darling, but it wasn't exactly selling. And now everyone wants to know what the deal was. And everyone in the know. whole world. Yeah. Muslims, non-Muslims. Like there were some of the early reviews of the book. They didn't even realize because I told you that they called Muhammad Mahoon. They didn't even realize that was fucking Muhammad. Like they didn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's like people didn't even know what the fuck it was. It It's actually Vikings all time bestseller now. <laughs> really yeah still yeah and viking is oh. like that i mean that's the publishing house that comes to mind when i think of a publishing house or penguin and they're yeah that one yeah. uh what's the one uh <laughs> i just started laughing because someone tweeted and they were like i'm sorry i'll tell you right now is it a penguin is there a penguin penguin one? penguin yeah because viking penguin is they're the ones that published it they're in the UK, they're the same thing. But I think here, Maybe there's Viking it. and like You're penguin. telling me a penguin published this book? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. It's something like that. <laughs> that's for that's all tight. my intellectual... Oh, no. it's You're telling me a random house published this book? <laughs> the penguin is better. <laughs> random house is funny, too. That is so funny. <laughs> awesome nerd shit. What's up? So get this. In May... Cat Stevens, a.k.a. Yusuf Islam, said that he supported the fatwa and would call the Ayatollah 
himself and tell him exactly where Salman was if he knew. That's how bad this shit. Fucking Cat Stevens. Was That's like, crazy. Was like, let's yeah, let's get this motherfucker. Cat Stevens has drama. Yeah. Cat Stevens lost his like U.S. visa and everything. Like he can't come to the U.S. for that long ever. Really? Yeah. Ooh, he has some kind of the... drama. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put him on the list. Yeah. Is also formerly known as Cat Stevens. That's not yeah. his name anymore. Right. El you, Gato it... Esteban, as my dad always <laughs> calls him. That's funny. That's tight. Isn't that cute? Yusuf Islam is his name now. Uh, okay so anyway larger and larger protests are happening with one 20,000 strong in london ldn wow then the oh, ayatollah i want to go to london oh me too yeah we need to start planning some trips yeah seriously because this shit is put a hamper in on my life i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so then the ayatollah khomeini died in june which you <laughs> which you would think would like sort of like all right okay so it's over now yeah. guys like yeah it's gonna calm down yeah but no it just keeps going because it turns out that only the person who called for the fatwa can call it off what whoops <laughs> <laughs> that's wild <laughs> this is like my mom played herself damn salman rushdie played himself like imagine if you're 15 years old and your mom sent you into your room but and then she dies but only she's the one <laughs> only she's the one who can tell you you can come she's out stuck in your fucking room forever jokes on you it's like my mom on mother's day i was like hey what do you want for mother's day and she was like i want you to wait until macy's reopens jokes on you bitch that shit's funny for bankruptcy <laughs> oh my god don't let me call my mom a bitch in real life because take that out i'll be grounded forever i'm 34 years old oh my, my mom will still whip my ass so fucking they fucked you up played yourself you yeah played yourself so in august a man accidentally blew himself up planting a bomb in a london hotel meant to get salman luckily what? luckily it was only him but he took out two floors of the fucking hotel with him May. so it's like a miracle that no one else died oh my god that shit's fucking imagine salman and that happened oh god you must feel You're like fuck like maybe you think like maybe i could start to do anything but fuck right. that i'm gonna stay in this bunker like, so so then the next year salman spends much of 1990 continuing to apologize in july of 1991 hitoshi igarashi the novel's Japanese translator was stabbed to death. <gasps> and Ettore Capriolo, the Italian translator, was, seri allora. <laughs> was seriously wounded in the, in the attack. So things quieted down a little after that until two years later in July of 93, when 37 pro-Rushdi Turkish intellectuals died when a mob burnt down the hotel they were staying in during a literary festival. Oh my god, me. Yeah. It's like I I didn't realize the extent. Like I I thought it was just on his life, you know? And that's and that's enough not to not to downplay the seriousness of that, but like oh my right. god. Right. I didn't think that like supporters or anybody right. like that, translators, yeah. people just doing their fucking job, honestly. Also in 93 Low key, not to be hella ignorant, but I thought it was like how Larry David got a fatwa on yeah. him. <laughs> right that's uh, 
it's crazy that we're at that point now where Salman himself can kind of be like, you know, like yeah, like it's now it's like it. a joke. Like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Also in 93, William Nygaard, the Norwegian publisher, was shot and seriously injured while Iran raises the bounty on Salman's head. Wow. In August of 95, Salman kind of walks back his apology a little bit. And he says that his attempts to appease the extremists was the biggest mistake of his life. Well, I mean, because at that point, he's like, what the fuck was the point? Like, right. of backtrailing and all this shit. If you guys aren't going to fucking meet me in the middle, then fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In 2004, he married the baddest food bitch, Padma Lakshmi, which Dude, honestly, that's his greatest achievement in, in my eyes. <laughs> that's very true, bro. Please pack up your knives and go. <laughs> By 2007, Salman had been out of hiding for a few years and he was knighted which brought renewed interest by groups looking to kill him, and there were a few bombs planted in London. But nevertheless, he persisted. He's still alive. Padma divorced his ass, though. What's crazy to me is that he's still fatwad. That shit hasn't changed, but he's kind of living his life, shrugging about it now. Like, what are you going to do? Which, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, like you said, he even went on Curb Your Enthusiasm a couple years ago, which is crazy. Um yeah. Yeah, it's like there, there's a lot of things that we're still dealing with because of this whole controversy. One of the saddest things, and Solomon says this, is that this specific incident became kind of the catalyst for a lot of people's Islamophobia in the West. They took the actions of a small number of extremists to be rep representative of two billion Muslims worldwide, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Two billion Muslims and Cat Stevens. <laughs> 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 um yeah and there's a lot of uh like debate still especially among liberals like are like is the left doing enough to condemn extremism but i feel like as liberals as as like the left i think we're trying to walk this like crazy fine line where it's like we don't want to paint everybody with this broad brush and like um like treat people as the stereotypes that they want us to treat them as you know, right. so it's like, but obviously this is horrible and like everyone should condemn it. But there are people who are like, yeah, well, maybe Solomon shouldn't be an asshole, you know, but well, yeah, that's a whole nother that both things could be true. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. It's like we all just need to like come together for certain things like, yes, like don't be an asshole. But right. I, I thought about that a lot. Do you remember the Charlie Hebdo attacks? Like when in Paris they drew the prophet and you're not supposed to do that. And so, like, there was, like, a shootout in Paris where a whole bunch of people died. Or, like, some people died at the at the newspaper. Yeah, and then everybody was saying, Je suis Charlie. And, yes, like, yes. George Clooney even said it when he won some award. Yes, exactly. Like, I get it. I, like, it's horrible that that happened. And that should never, nothing even close to what happened should have happened. But also, like, why do you want to draw the profit so bad? Like, what? Like, why are you being an asshole? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that way. A lot of the time and i think it's hard for people to kind of like accept that maybe both things can be true mm -hmm. yeah yeah because so people are so on their high horse and just want to like somebody has to be right yeah it's and true. that person has to be me you know what i mean yeah 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 i hate that shit like i agree that i i feel like there's nothing that you shouldn't be able to joke about joke about i guess but because it's a joke yeah right <laughs> I don't know who said that and I was like that's so perfect like you should get offended by comedians because we're joking <laughs> like 
You know what I mean? Nothing should be. I don't believe in things being like, quote unquote, off limits. But at the same time, like you need to look inside of yourself and like what what makes you think that that is funny or, or take the responsibility of like if you're going to go there uh-huh. then do it with like the compassion that yeah. maybe that kind of topic requires right exactly you know like mm-hmm. if you're if you're going to push that button then yeah. tread fucking lightly because mm-hmm. there you know people are going to get fucking hurt and offended and is that your goal like then yeah. cuz you're just a dick then yeah exactly i get yeah. like if you're doing some sort of criticism or critique which like nothing is above that yes let's criticize let's like um let's debate each other on things of course but yeah oh there's just like i think we could all be better people and there are ways to do that the the thing i've seen a lot go around this week is like everything starts with ourselves right like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that feel so much bigger than us and like I don't know like i don't know what to do honestly the only thing not the only thing but the first thing we could do is just like work on ourselves yeah like that's the first thing like step one and and guess what that's gonna solve like 80 percent of the problems that's a huge step because if you work on yourself then how many people do you interact with every Mm -hmm. day that your vision or like what you say and you put out there is gonna affect how they fucking think you know exactly and if you have children like you raise those children to be more open-minded and thinking more like you and Mm -hmm. it's just like you touch so many fucking people like you don't even realize it yeah for sure kind of like with the fucking rona like how much shit do we touch with our hands that we don't even fucking realize you know what i mean god yeah yeah like that goes a long way so like Mm -hmm. maybe we could all just start within ourselves (laughs) yo <laughs> this is a real ass episode. I, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with what you just said though. I'm gonna call it fatwa on you. <laughs> All the words in that are fucking dope. By the way, fatwa is fatwa a dope word. Is a Ayatollah dope word. is yeah. a dope ass yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. we, Charlie. That's is a dope. That's ass a dope ass word. word. <laughs> salmon, you pink <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I fucking love salmon. That's my favorite fish right there. I don't fuck with salmon. People don't fuck with salmon. I always think of my tia Marta. Because she fucking hated salmon. Would always order it. And I'd be like, tia, why do you always get salmon? Like, you don't like it. And she's like, pa la la dieta, mija. Yeah, but she could get another type of fish. Or chicken? What the fuck? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like salmon. I like broiled salmon. I like salmon salad. Dude, you know it's ratchet? I like canned salmon. From like Costco? That pink Like shit? tuna? Like you know how they do yeah. tuna? Yeah, yeah they yeah, do yeah. salmon like that. And I make like a, a salad. Just like the same as tuna. Like I put right, right, right. I put mayo, mustard, <laughs> uh, scallions, cucumber. Mix that shit up. A little bit of garlic salt. Hey, oh, if, that shit's bomb. If tuna is the chicken and the seaweed is the salmon. <laughs> it's the shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> salmon is the uh, shrimp of the sea i'd be like the michael phelps of swimming if he wasn't (laughs) like if michael phelps i'd be like michael phelps that's what scotty pippen said about michael jordan like if michael jordan didn't exist i'd be the michael jordan of basketball 
Dude, how wonderful was Steve Kerr's little story on that oh show? Oh my god, no idea about me either, his man. family history. I, I love him even more. I love Steve Kerr. Me too, man. Like immediately yeah. I loved him like a million times more. Yeah. It was so sweet what his mom said and his mom just seems so sweet in yeah, general. I know. Just like, you know, like cuz it's true that's how grief is like there's no fucking right way to grieve somebody. Right. Like, you just do whatever. And you know what Steve did? The motherfucker played basketball. basketball. We're playing basketball. <laughs> and then it was so sweet what he said. Like, I know my dad would love this. That fucking broke my heart. Oh, God. That whole episode where it was like MJ's dad had died. And then, like, oh, my God. And he did, he played that season for him and shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a documentary about Tinker Hatley and the mm-hmm. like designing all of the Jordan shoes. Yeah. I don't remember what the fuck it was called or where I watched it, but he talks about like the success of like the Jordan one and like the Jordan three and mm-hmm. and everything. And he goes through like the design process with Michael like from the beginning and when Nike wasn't fucking making basketball shoes and yeah, you know, it was a fucking running brand. And um, he talks about the Jordan that he made the year that Mike's dad died. And it's heartbreaking. And it's like the lowest profiting Jordan ever. No way. Yeah. It's like it's just like nobody cares about that Jordan. It has like all these little sentimental things in it. I don't remember it, obviously. But um, and he talks about how like Michael was at a really low point in his personal Mm -hmm. life. And Tinker, too, the uh who's the guy that like started nike bob something he's some track guy oh uh, yeah the portland ass guy was yeah who all fucking would kill me right now <laughs> anyways <laughs> if fucking, you like motherfucking running, waffle shoe motherfucking <laughs> nike motherfucker <laughs> motherfucking mr university of oregon <laughs> nike track coach that guy died the same year that michael's dad died Oh, and that's yeah. the same year they designed this fucking shoe, which is, like, the worst fucking Jordan of all time. And Tinker Hatley is, like, hella, like, granola. So yeah. he's, like, you know, when your personal life is shit, like, your fucking career also, like, kind of reflects that. And, like, this is exactly it. And I'm, it made me so sad. I don't know anything about Jordans, but I can kind of guess which one it is, I think. It's, like, a whatever one. I, I'm picturing it And it, it has, it like, random mind. shit on it. Like, a number and another yeah. thing. And it's all sentimental to Michael, and it's really right. sad. Or, you know, but that yeah, thing where people good. are, like, you know, the food tastes better when you cook it with love. Or, like, if you're it's fucking true. mad, you know, or sad it's or true. whatever. They fucking, they cook that shoe with sadness. Yeah, that's why fast food locally sometimes doesn't slap. <laughs> Because those people are fucking bad. <laughs> that's why In-N-Out is usually pretty good because they, they get paid, paid well. Yeah, they get paid well. Dude, I tried to go to In-N-Out today for lunch and the line was fucking crazy. So Ooh. I went to Chick-fil-A instead. Oh, Chick-fil-A was empty? Mm, it was less empty than In-N-Out. Mm. Chick-fil-A's just got a good system down. Like they know what the fuck they're doing over there. Yeah, you fried a chicken. <laughs> no, no, no. Like with their drive-through situation, they got like two lines. Oh, yeah, okay, and they got like cool. four kids out there, and then like you pull up to a number, and then you park, and then they bring you the food real quick. Oh, dope! Like Sonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's a pretty good situation. Shout out to Chick Fil A Polynesian sauce. That shit slaps. <laughs> Have you found a dupe to make it online? Because you know. Can't be can't be uh, promoting Chick Fil A. Oh, because of because <laughs> of Jeebus. Because we stand with the oppressed. 
<laughs> oh, I forgot. My bad. I always, before Aziz Ansari was canceled, I always laughed at his joke that was like, yo, I'm with you guys, but also this chicken sandwich is so good. But is it that? I mean, it's good, but I, I feel like I'm not crossing the, the, the rainbow picket line to eat it, especially not now with the, with the Popeye's one. I think it's different. I think it's almost as good as Popeye sandwich, but Popeye mm-hmm. sandwich is like raunchy and I love it. <laughs> it's raunchy. Yeah, like the Popeye sandwich is more like I think like fast food, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Chick-fil-A's is a little different. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't have pa- uh, crossed those picket lights. I apologize, yo. I live in the <laughs> suburbs. There are limited options up in here, but like that's no excuse. <laughs> that's no excuse. I'll take that L. My bad. <laughs> You could have waited in line at In and Out, dude. I haven't had In and Out in In and Out. Tell a Christian. Fuck. I haven't had it in 2020 for sure. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't eat fast food that often. Yeah, neither do I. I just went to Locos to work. <laughs> I don't want to cook for myself. I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna go to Taco Bell. Taco Bell easy. <laughs> Anyways, this this is obviously we gotta cut all of this out. Did we ever say the end part of the podcast, mate? No. Oh. <laughs> Did you see that lady that was like a hundred and something and beat coronavirus and she drank a Bud Light? Oh yeah. I was like, good for you, Queen. Do whatever. Honestly, do whatever the fuck you want right it's now. It's true. Because we don't know what the fuck's going on in this world. There are no rules. No. I mean, like as long as you're not that fucking bitch in the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't fucking rain on anybody else's parade, yeah. go ahead and have yourself a fucking parade. Go off, Queen. <laughs> oh my god all right uh did we sign out of the podcast no we haven't thank you for listening to the drama club uh this has been the drama club hit us up on instagram and twitter at drama club pod on the website dramaclubpod.com on the hotline 505-539-0556 leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts hit us up at our p.o box p.o box number 27433 lac890027 And we'll talk to you on Thursday with a brand new real ass episode. Bye. Bye. However, whatever with your helmet. Where are you going tomorrow night? I'm so interested. Uh, To the drive-in. Oh, we're cute. We're 16 (laughs) or what? (laughs) What drive-in? There's one in Montclair. Is there one by you? Paramount. Okay, that's cute. What are they doing? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it don't matter. You're going to watch it. No, I am oh. going to watch it because I haven't been to the movies. Like, yeah, I'll probably watch it. I don't know. I... But there are no movies out, though, right? Yeah, yeah, no. Some fucking movie I keep getting advertised on on Hulu with Dakota Johnson and... um. Oh, and Tracy Ellis Tracy Ross. Ellis, yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's the only new movie I've seen a fucking ad for. And apparently you can watch it at your house. Yeah. Uh, I remember going to the drive-in when I was like fucking 15. And, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. getting all pen 15 up I in like, there. <laughs> I like that drive-in. Uh, the Mission Tiki is in, yeah, that, yeah, in that, Riverside. No, right? no, that's a different one. That's the Van that's the, the one, one in Riverside is Van Buren. That was Mission not as Tiki's nice in as Montclair, Mission right? Tiki. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where'd you go on a Rona walk after we went on our hike? Oh, we went, we just walked the LA River. Oh, okay. That's, hey, did you ever try that Malibu thing? 
No, I just remembered it's still in my backpack. Oh my god, May. Put it on ice and tell me. Dude, let me tell you, those bitches were so cute. They were That's just cool. like posted up with like a six pack of them. Bitches who fuck with rivers are down. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> like a group of bitches that's like, let's go to the river. Yeah, yeah. That's a so funny. particular kind of bitch. 